helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Okay, walking on water, healing blind men, great tricks as far as they go. But then there's the big miracle amongst miracles, raising a man from the dead when he's already four days gone and on the nose. Now that's what you call a neat trick. What do you? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program today as we take another look at signs, wonders and miracles from a different perspective. Have you ever seen someone physically raised from the dead? I haven't, not yet. I've seen Jesus do some amazing things in people's lives, both in terms of physical healing and emotional and spiritual healing. But to this point, I haven't seen anyone brought back physically from the dead. We see it a few times in Scripture, not many, just a few. We see that Jesus brings back a little girl to life in Luke's Gospel in the New Testament, chapter 8. Of course, we see the resurrection of Jesus. That's the real big one. Can't miss that. And then we see the story of Lazarus, a good friend of Jesus who dies, and then Jesus brings him back to life again. That's the one we're going to have a look at today. I guess the point I want to get across first, though, is this. Do I believe that Jesus can bring people back to life physically from the dead? Sure I do, absolutely. But it's not something that happens every day. It was quite rare in Scripture, and it's equally rare today. Why? Well, we live in a world where it's an absolute certainty that each one of us is going to die. Either that or Jesus is going to come back beforehand. That's it. Two sure things in life, death and taxes is what they say. And they're pretty much right. But every now and then, God does bring people physically back to life. So here's the thing. If we're all going to die and physical resurrections are as rare as hen's teeth, that's a reasonable summary. What's the point of this miracle? And what does it say to you and me today about the power of God in our lives? Well, first up, let's have a listen to what transpires John chapter 9. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent for Jesus, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard of it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to his disciples, Let's go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. Are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he doesn't stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to wake him up. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought literally that he was taking a rest. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let's go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to the fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. 
Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and to Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask for from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to Jesus, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and he's calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose up quickly and and went to Jesus. Now Jesus hadn't yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying, Lord, if you had been there, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come were also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave that had a stone laid against it. Jesus said, Take the stone away. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, But Lord, by this time there will be an odour, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you would always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said these things, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his face and hands bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Isn't it interesting The first thing that Jesus does when he hears that his good friend Lazarus is on his deathbed is nothing. Nothing. Hey, when I have a crisis going on, a matter of life or death, I want Jesus to spring into action right now, don't you? Well, nothing's perhaps not exactly right. He executes a phase of deliberate delay. He stays where he is for another two days. Come on, Jesus. Let's get going there. It's urgent. You have to act now. But Jesus deliberately delays because the point of what he's going to be doing, the point of what's going to transpire is that this illness doesn't lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And so we see as the story unfolds, everyone is so distressed. If only you'd come sooner, Lazarus wouldn't have died. It's not an unreasonable statement, but it's all about perspective. Our perspective in a crisis is our pain, our problem, our circumstance, our need, our timetable. We see it from where we sit. But as we've observed previously in this series, John calls these miracles signs with a good reason. Because they're all about pointing to Jesus, authenticating who he is, the son of the living God. They're all about bringing glory to God. 
There is many a man, many a woman, many a child dead in their sins, dead in their rebellion to God, heading for a certain eternity without God, apart from him, suffering in that place we call hell. They might be living, breathing, walking around right now, but they are just as dead as Lazarus was. Dead men walking, if you will. Some of you have been praying for years for a loved one to come to know Christ and still nothing. Come on, Jesus, get going, make it happen. Don't you know that time is running out? Isn't that how we often pray? But Jesus is waiting for just the right time, just the right set of circumstances, just the right heart attitude in that person for him to step in and bring new life, bring that person back to life in relationship with God. He's waiting for the time that's right, the time that God will get the glory. We, we all see things from where we sit, from our perspective, but God sees them from a different perspective. The whole point of the supernatural, miraculous intervention of God in our lives is that God gets the glory. That's the point. Before I go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.